Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So today we would like to talk about acknowledging the goodness of God in our life and share that goodness or tell the goodness of God to other people. I would like to read the text that we have been studying from Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 to 10 again. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make it boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and deliver them. Oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. The Bible says, test and see that the Lord is good. In the English version, the Bible says, experience for yourself that the Lord is good. Have your own experience. I believe that when your close friend ate very delicious food, it tastes so good, you would hear about it. And you would say to your friend, can I have some of it? Can I have a bite of it? Can I taste that food too? I like to taste good food as well. Have you heard your friend telling you about good restaurant? And a few days later, you show up in that restaurant because you want to taste the food for yourself. God is good. And we can experience and test the goodness of God. God is so good that he doesn't want us to lack any good things in our life. The Bible continues to say in verses 9 to 10, Oh, fear the Lord, you, he sends. There is no want to those who fear him. He's so good that we will not be in want. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good things. God is so good. And he is good forever. He was good. He's good now. And he will be good. And he will never quit being good. He is good. And his will for us is always good. He does only good things. He never does any bad things even one time. Because he is exceedingly, abundantly, perfectly, and eternally good all the time. This sounds very simple. God is good. But many people don't even know that God is good. The goodness of God is one of the most important subjects for this lost world. Even though many Christians don't say it from their mouth that God is not good. But in their mind, they think that God is mean. God wants to kill them. God wants to punish them and destroy them. And God want to do bad things in their life. And when you tell this Christian or church-going people, God never destroy your house with tornado. God never take your 
spouse life away with cancer. They will look at you and say, "Hmm, I don't believe so. I don't understand what God is doing, but I know God is killing, God taking life away, and God stealing things from me. And I don't understand, but God is not that good. They may not say it from their mouth, but in their mind, they think that God is not that good. I want to tell you right now, God is not in the business of destruction. God is not in the business of killing. God is not in the business of stealing. Because Jesus said that I come to give you life and give it more abundantly. But the thief has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Millions of people who go to church believe that God is in the business of destruction, killing, and stealing. They don't believe that God is in the business of giving life and giving good things. They believe in the lies of the devil. They even believe that the devil and God work together as a team. But I want to tell you right now, God is completely good, and He does only good things. And the devil is completely bad, and He never does any good things. He does only bad things. God never quit being good, and the devil never quit being bad. And if you think that God and the devil work together, you just pack your luggage and go home. And you quit because you will not find anyone to help you. You run to God. God say, "Oh, I'm sorry. I just used my devil to be the tool to destroy you, to kill you." And you just have to yield to the devil because that is the will of God for your life. No, 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 no. Don't try to come up with a doctrine, with a weird doctrine, and try to say that this is beyond my understanding and beyond my explanation. That God and the devil. Work together as a team to destroy me. Never, even one time, God never cooperate with the devil. Actually, the Bible say we need to resist the devil. Any time bad things come to your life, sickness, poverty, losing job, or any bad things happen in your family, you don't blame God. It doesn't come from God. Maybe because you miss something, you need to adjust your life a little bit to fear God and to obey God. But the bad things come because. Maybe you sin against God and you open the door for the devil to come in, but don't blame God. Instead of blaming God, you need to make some adjustment in your life. You need to repent of some of your sin, adjust your life, and say, "Devil, get out of my way! Devil, you are the one who come to kill and to steal and to destroy. I'm going to resist you." And then you turn to the good God and say, "God, you are good to me." I fear you. I trust you. I shall not lack good things in my life. I shall test and see the goodness of God, and I can receive good things from you. And the devil has to run away from me because I have authority in the name of Jesus to command him to get away from my health, to take his hand away from my money, to take away his hand from my family members, from my kids and my wife. You can overcome evil with good. How many people believe that good is more powerful than evil? How many people believe that God is more powerful than the devil? We can overcome evil with good all the time. We can overcome bad sickness with the good Holy Spirit, who is the healer. We can overcome bad poverty with the good prosperity of heaven. 
We can overcome bad sins with the good forgiveness and the good blood of Jesus Christ. There is no sin in the world that God cannot overcome. God can help you to come out from the bondage of sin. You can overcome every evil and bad things by depending on the good God and the goodness of God, and you can overcome. Every bad things in your life by His good. I want to encourage you today to totally believe that God is perfectly good all the time to you, and He's always good to you. The word "good" in the Bible, when we say God is good, what it means? It means God is pleasant, God is beautiful, God is excellent. He's rich, He's prosperous, He's well-to-do, He is appropriate, He is beneficial. He's very happy, honest, and right. All the good character of God is in there. Everything He does is very beneficial. Everything He talks and does is very appropriate. And He is a happy God, joyful God. His everything He does is excellent and perfect. In fact, no Christian in the world truly know all about the goodness of God, including me. But We can grow. We can go to the point of having more revelation and understanding of the goodness of God as time go by. We can have the increase in the understanding of the goodness of God. Why we need to receive more understanding and the revelation from the Holy Spirit regarding the goodness of God? Because the goodness of God will totally change your life around. It will change your life from being defeated. To being victorious, you need to understand and have the revelation of the goodness of God. And as you have more understanding and revelation of the goodness of God in your spirit, you get more excited, and you can experience more of the goodness of God by faith. Amen. How many people want to have more revelation of the goodness of God in your life? Raise your hand up. I myself, I want to understand more. This year, I understand more than last year. Amen. Because the goodness of God will change our life. Romans chapter two verse four, the Bible say, "Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance?" Everyone say, "The riches of His goodness. His goodness is not small, very rich, very abundant. What are true riches?" For you and me to seek the true riches mean to live in the riches of the goodness of God, and the goodness of God cover every area of our life: the area of family, parenting, husband and wife, job, finances, business, ministry, health, everything. We are living. We must expect and have faith to live in the riches of the goodness of God. And what leads men and women in the world to repentance? The goodness of God leads people to repentance. That's why our church doesn't believe in the message of condemnation. We believe in the message of the goodness of God. Condemnation will never lead people to repentance and to heaven. It will chase people away. We don't emphasize sin in this church. We emphasize the goodness of God, and I explain to you in this sermon. We don't preach. You are a bad sinner. God hates you. You're gonna go to hell. You have no hope. 
your home is in hell because you are not changed and God really hates you and God is mean to you. That is the message of condemnation. But we want to preach the good news, the gospel, the good news. The gospel is the good news. And let me read to you from Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they heard without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who brings glad tidings of good things. The Bible says that we need preacher. Some of you will be preacher to preach the good news. And the Bible says that the preacher cannot preach unless they are sent. Somebody pay for their fuel or the gasoline, pay for the airplane ticket. And I want to thank New Hope International Church that you pay for my airfare to Thailand, to Japan. Uh, actually, the Japanese church pay for my ticket to Japan, but some of the ticket pay by us. I thank God that our church believes in, in sending the preacher out to spread the good news to the lost world. Amen. Hopefully, I will go to China one day. Hopefully, I will go to Switzerland one day. How many people want to go to Switzerland with me? Wow. Wow. You are sent there. I'm going to go to Germany and Denmark in March. We need to have somebody preach the good news. But look at Amplified Bible in verse 15. And how can men be expected to preach unless they are sent? And it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news of his bad things. The good news of his good things. Have you seen this sentence before in the Bible? We emphasize the beautiful feet of the preacher, but we forget to read the phrase, the good news of good things. Not the bad news. Not you go to hell. Not you're going to be in trouble. God wants us to preach the good news. Good tidings. Tidings mean announcement. Of good things. Of the good, good, good God. We need to talk about good things in the church. We don't come into the church and focus on weaknesses and sin of the member. Oh, that lady dress weird. That man act weird. We don't emphasize weird things. We don't emphasize weaknesses of people in the church. We emphasize the goodness of God. The good news of the good things. So the church will talk only about the good things, not the bad things. Because we preach the good news. And actually Paul wrote this scripture in Romans chapter 10 by quoting Isaiah 52 verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good tidings, good announcement, who publishes peace, who brings good tidings of good. Wow, how many good here? Good tidings, good tidings, and good. Who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, to the church, you, your God reigns. 
Let me ask this question: What really turned people around? What turned people from sin into repentance and to the righteousness of God? What turned people out of hell into heaven? Definitely not condemnation. What turned people to God is the goodness of God. What get me out of sickness into good health is the goodness of God. What get me out from bondage into freedom is the goodness of God. What get me out from living in sin into the right living is the goodness of God. The good news of good things. Luke chapter four eighteen to nineteen. The Bible say, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty." Those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable years of the Lord, to proclaim the goodness of God, the acceptable year of the Lord. What kind of good news that the poor need to hear? The good news of the good things of God, and God is so good that He can do good things to the poor until they are not poor any longer. Amen. So when the poor receive the good news. And receive the good things from God. They don't have to stay poor forever. That's why the Bible says we need to preach the good news of good things. And when the gospel of the good tidings and the good news of good things is preached all over the world, then Jesus will come back. Amen. And our church want to be a part of the body of Christ to preach the good news all over the world. And that's why we put our Sermon in the podcast, in the internet, our website. We give CD for free. We spread CD all over the world. Now we produce CD in Mandarin. We produce CD in Japanese. We're going to produce CD in Spanish and in German, so that we can reach out to more people in all over the world. Amen. Because we want to preach the good news all over the world, and then Jesus will come back. Amen. We should not preach religions. We should not preach regulation, rules of the church, denominational rules. We should not preach condemnation. We should not preach laws and fear and guilt, because those things will only bring sadness. People who hear the message of legalistic law and also condemnation will feel bad. They will feel low. They may cry. But after they cry, they still live in sin because there is no power in condemnation. There is no power in guilt. There is no power in religions. There is no power in rules and regulation of the church. The power is in something else that will turn people around into the new living, into the abundant life, not the bad news, not condemnation. Amen. When people feel bad, they will feel low. And they cannot turn around, and they're still living in sin. You need to understand that our God is such a good God. He doesn't want us to feel guilty. He doesn't want us to feel condemned all the time about what you have done and what you are doing. He forgives you already. He forgives your past sin. He forgives you today's sin, and He forgives you tomorrow's sin. If you come to Him and ask Him for help, He forgives you. He doesn't even remember your sin anymore. He doesn't want you to live in guilt all the time. But the devil want to keep you in condemnation because he knows that if you live in condemnation, you will never approach God again. You will run away from God, 
and many people will not be safe to your life because you feel guilty all the time, you feel, look bad all the time, you look sad all the time. And the same way, don't be a vessel or instrument of the devil to make other people feel guilty. To come with the message of condemnation about what they have done and what they are doing, especially your close relative and close friend. Don't be a judge to go and point finger to condemn people all the time. You don't need to condemn people. You know why? Because when people sin, the Bible say their heart condemns themselves, and as long as they continue to sin, they will condemn themselves. You don't need to condemn them. When they repent, the condemnation will be lifted up. So our job is not to even put more condemnation in on people, but our job is to bring the good news of the good things and the goodness of God to them, so that they will turn around and run to God and receive the good things from God and repent of their sin and start a new life. So our job is to proclaim, to preach, to teach, to speak on the microphone. To broadcast in the internet, to publish the book, to tell people about the good things from God. Tell people that God has good things for you. God wants to give you good things. He is such a good God. He loves you, and He wants to give you good things even today and forever. Amen. Let us proclaim the goodness of God. What turn and lead people out of darkness, out of The kingdom of hell and out of sin. Let me explain to you. Repentance doesn't mean come to the altar call, kneel down there, cry, feel bad about yourself, and get up with condemned feeling, walk out, and no power to change you. No, repentance means you welcome the goodness of God, and because you experience and you really value the goodness of God, you stop living the old life. And come to the new life and walk with God. And there is power in the good news to change you. You cannot change yourself anyway. There is power in the good news. What you do, you repent, but you cannot change yourself. Once you receive the goodness of God, the good Holy Spirit will give you power of the good news to change you. Romans chapter one verse sixteen, the Bible say, "For I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ." It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew and also the Gentile. In New Living Translation, New King James Version say, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes." The good news of the good things of the good God has the power to turn people around out of. Living a sinful life into the right kind of living, and you and I have been a living, proven testimony for that. What would you be today, this morning, if you did not hear the good news many years ago? I believe that if I did not hear the good news many years ago, I would be divorced by now. I would be a very selfish doctor, living for myself, lying, cheating, corruption. I would not be standing in the church today, living an abundant life, happy, joyful, have a good family. My wife would be suffering today if Pastor Lau did not listen to the good news and welcome the good news, which has the power to change my life. 
We are the proven living testimony of the power of the good news, the good news of the good things, and the goodness of God can turn our life around out of sickness into health, turn our life around out of poverty into prosperity, turn our life around out of bondage into freedom. But religions will not help us. Amen. We don't want religion in the church. We want God. Tradition. Will not help us. Man's way will not help us. Only God's way, the good news. There is no power in religion. There is no power in tradition. There is no power in ritual ceremony. How you dress, how you have to wear this and that, and move this and that. There is no power in those religious ceremony at all. The power is in the good news and the goodness of God. Some people go through. The motion of religions and tradition and uh, what kind of religion, whatever. But after they finish their ceremony, they come out still the same. I used to be a Buddhist, and I was a very devout Buddhist, and I went through all kind of ceremony in Buddhism. After I come home, I still lie, I still cheat, I still hate people. It never changed me until I come into the good news of God and receive the goodness of God. I don't have to feel terrible anymore. I don't have to feel bad anymore because God forgive me and He is good to me. He loves me. He's good to me no matter what. So I can rejoice. Amen. Hallelujah. The goodness of God. Look at Jeremiah chapter thirty-one, verse twelve. Therefore, they shall come and sing in the height of Zion, streaming, streaming in. To the goodness of the Lord, for wheat and new wine and oil, for the young of the flock and the herd. I'm going to explain to you what it means here. Their soul shall be like a well-watered garden, and they shall sorrow no more at all. Let me explain to you. This is the prophecy. I want to explain Jeremiah 31 verse 12. Zion means the church. The height of the Zion means the church that preach. The true gospel, the preach, the true word of God, and have the glory and the presence of God there. The church is like in the high mountain of God, in the glory, in the presence of God. And the Bible said that they, the unbelievers, the lost, the backslider, shall come in and sing in the house of God in the Zion. They will not just come in; they stream in, they run in. They want to go to church to meet. Not your weaknesses, not the message of condemnation, not to see how sinful you are. They run into the church to the goodness of God. They not run into the church to find the ritual, the tradition, the ceremony. How do you have to act? How you have to dress? How to do that? How to wave your flag in the church? All these things are ceremony. God is not looking for ceremony and rituals. God want to. Fill the church with His goodness, and the non-believers will come in to see the goodness of God. For wheat and new wine and oil, for the young of the flock and the herd. What it means? It means that the members of the church are full of good health, anointing, prosperity. The business doing well, the family doing well. The people who see the goodness of God manifest in the members of the church. And they get saved. When they get saved, their soul shall be like a well-watered garden, full of the presence of God, full of the Holy Spirit, joy 
on their face, their laugh, their smile. They don't want to run out to the door of the church after the 11:30 a.m. Done. Everyone like rush to go home to watch movie and watch football game. They just stand there happy. They're so full of joy, like a garden water. Amen. No sorrow. People don't come to church and <sighs> cry all the time. God hate me. I'm a sinner. God gonna punish me right now. No. They're full of joy because they run into the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why I preach this message. That's why I want you to experience the goodness of God in your life. So our church will be that church at the high place, filled with the goodness of God. And when your non-Christian relative, loved ones, and friends show up here, they will see, "Ooh, this is different. People are so happy. People are so joyful. People talk about the goodness of God. People don't criticize each other with hairstyle." How bad that person is, and point finger to one another and gossip about one another. No one look at each other's weaknesses, but everyone look at the goodness of God and boast about the goodness of God and talk about the test and the see and the experience of the goodness of God in the church. Wow! So many people gonna get saved. Many people will stream into the house of God. Amen. Amen. So, in conclusion, we need to talk about the goodness of God. We need to acknowledge the goodness of God. We need to preach the good news of the good things of the good God. We need to experience the goodness of God ourselves, and we need to show that to people. We need to have a window show on the church that God is good. Amen. In your life, you walk into the church, you smile, happy, because you are so full of the goodness of God. You know what religion do? Religion will tell you. You wear pants. You don't wear skirt. You put makeup on. You put that hairstyle. You don't act like me. Mm. You don't wear tie in the church. Why you wear t-shirt? Mm. God is good. Jehovah. But I'm poor. I cannot pay bills. Sorry. That's why your kids leave the church when they grow up. That's why young people in America don't want to go to church anymore because they see religions, they see condemnation, they see rules and regulations. They don't experience the goodness of God in the house of God. Should we see this? People stream into the house of God. Into the goodness of the Lord in the house of Jehovah. Amen. We need to talk about the goodness of God big. We need to let people see the goodness of God big in our life. Wear it, put on it, drive it, live in it. The goodness of God. Let people see it. And then people hear about it from our mouth. Every time we turn around, God is good. God healed my baby yesterday. God healed my sickness today. God is good. Wow! Well, God give me a promotion. God get me a new job. God save me from that accident. Oh, He's good. He talk about goodness of God every day. Big, 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 big. Amen. 
and people cannot resist the goodness of God. They shall turn around and they shall be repenting. We should not downplay the goodness of God. We should not cover up the goodness of God. We should not hide the goodness of God. But let it be revealed to the world that God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the mighty hand of praise to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I see that with my own eyes. We plant so many churches, and I receive testimony from people in those churches in our own congregation that God is so good to them. It's such a blessing to see how God bless people in the church, and people flow in. People just flood into the church because they see the goodness of God. Amen. How many people believe you can experience and test and see the goodness of God yourself? How many people believe God is good? How many people believe that one day you're going to have great testimony about God's goodness? How many people say, "I'm going to wear, I'm going to put on, I'm going to drive the goodness of God"? How many people say, "I'm going to show the goodness of God"? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can I see your big smile? Amen. Sometimes it bothers me when I see people come to the church like this. It means that they don't know God. Actually, if they know God, they will not make their face like they will be smiling, happy in the house of God. We're gonna learn next Sunday. A lot of scripture we're gonna read next Sunday. So many scripture about this that we should show the goodness of God. Amen. In the house of God, in the presence of His people. Hallelujah! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Your kids need to hear you laugh in the house, not crying. Your kids need to see you shout, "God is good to me," so that they will not backslide. They will love the Lord. They see the goodness of God in your life. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. In Thai language, there is no S behind the word. So when you say good thing in Thai, you cannot tell whether it's singular or plural. But God say the good news of the good things. Everyone, God want to give you many, many, many good things. You like it? How many people want one good thing? How many people want many good things? I like English language more clear, very clear. I don't know Mandarin language as S or not. But only English has S behind. Good things, amen. Good things. Everyone, make your hand this way. Good things. Good things. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. No sickness in this house. Everyone who is sick shall be healed in Jesus' name. Everyone who has debt, the debt shall be paid off. Everyone who need a job, we command the job will come. We command the enemy to take his hand from their family, take his hand away from their health, take his hand away from their finances. 
their children, their spouse, their ministry. Lord, and we shall test and see the goodness of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. And we believe and believe it shall come to pass. And we shall be able to boast about your goodness, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Last Sunday, I was teaching the first part of this sermon. And the title of the sermon is Acknowledging and Telling the Goodness of God. We are teaching the series called God is Good. God is Good. And last Sunday, we stopped at Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 12. We have learned that God is good. God is good eternally. God is good all the time. He is exceedingly, perfectly good. There is no bad things in him, even a trace of bad thing in him. And we have learned that the goodness of God leads people to repentance. Therefore, as a church, we should not preach the message of condemnation. We should not preach the message that put people to guilt, put people down, how bad they are, God hate them. We should preach that God is good and God loves people. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 12, the Bible says, Therefore, they, this is a prophecy in the Old Testament, they shall come and sing in the height of Zion. Zion means the church. Streaming to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat and new wine and oil, for the young of the flock and the herd, their souls shall be like a well-watered garden, and they shall sorrow no more at all. The Bible prophesies that in the end time, people will flow into the church, into Zion, not to meet the message of condemnation, not to come and fight for with one another, but they will come in, sing songs, because they will find the goodness of the Lord in the local church. What draws people into the kingdom? What draws people into the church? Definitely not a bake sale, not a coffee stand, not a nice program, according to the Bible. The Bible says that what draws people into the kingdom of God is the gospel of the good things of the good, good God. Everyone say, good. good. The Bible says the gospel of the good news with the good things of the good God. We learned from last Sunday. So as Christians, we should not cover up the goodness of God. We should not downplay the goodness of God or hide the goodness of God. Because if we do that, we are hiding the important, powerful tool that will reach to the lost and they will be able to come into the kingdom of God. The bake sale, the religious ceremony, the traditions of man will not bring people to God, will not turn people around out of sins and bondage into righteousness and holiness. But the goodness of God will lead people into repentance and their life will be changed because the good news of the good things of the good God has power to change people's life. Not the ceremony, not the religious things or tradition and rituals. That's why our church don't want to go that direction of having different ceremony and religious thing and tradition in the church. Because if we go that direction, 
we are not able to reach to the lost. Actually, I was a Buddhist before. I will tell you right now, if I go to church and see all the religious thing and ceremony and put me back in the law and more law and more law, I'm going to back off. I don't want to face more law. I want to find God who loves me and have relationship with me. People are tired of religions. People want to meet the good God. People who have never come to church, people who never experienced the gospel, should hear all the time from our mouth how good God is to us. They should hear all the time and they should see it, how God is good to us. Everyone say, hear and see. The Bible say, come and see the goodness of the Lord. People need to see and hear about the goodness of the Lord. We need to speak about the goodness of God in our life in a big time. We need to show them the goodness of the Lord through our life in a big time. Every time we turn around, God is good. Every time people come to us morning, evening, we always say, God is so good to me. He healed my baby. He set me free from debt. He helped me to find a job so I can pay my bills. Oh, God helped me to have enough finances to pay for my children's education. Oh, that day God protects me from accident. Every time people turn around to meet us, oh, that day, wonderful thing happened to me. I have a new revelation. I have a new experiences with the goodness of God. If you keep talking about the goodness of God, people will turn around and say, I'd like to go to your church. I'd like to meet your God. Because your God is so good. The goodness of God will pull people into the house of God. And they shall repent. And they shall serve the Lord and seek the kingdom of God. Don't speak against the goodness of God. Amen. And again, we don't talk about the goodness of God in order to show off how great we are. It's not about attitude of showing off. But it's to glorify God. It's to bring people into the kingdom of God. Definitely, we need to check our attitudes, whether we're trying to show off or we really want to glorify God. Make sure that we don't have the wrong attitude when we share about the goodness of God. The devil will lie to the church. You know, the devil is so cunning. He knows that he cannot get people out of Jesus. So he will put religion back into the church. When the religion come back into the church, the religion will say, God is not that good. God hates people. God is so mean. And God never loved you. The religion will put laws into the church. If you don't fulfill the law, one, two, three, four, five, you are not a good Christian. People feel guilty. People feel condemned because they cannot fulfill all the law by their own strength. And then they look sad. And people who come around, these sad Christians, they don't want to be Christian. You look terrible. You look so sad. Why I have to go to your church? Everyone looks sad and cry all the time because they feel condemned and guilty all the time. That is the scheme of the enemy. No, we need to pursue the goodness of God. We need to believe that the goodness of God is real and we need to experience the goodness of God for ourselves. We need to talk about His goodness. We need to share about His goodness. And we need to live in the goodness. We need to wear the goodness of God. We need to drive the goodness of God. We need to reveal to people that our God is really the good God. And then our neighbors and our friends want to come to know God. Amen? Definitely, we need to share the goodness of God with the utmost humility. 
to glorify Him only and share with the attitude that I want to help you to come to know God, not that look at me, I'm better than you now, I'm richer than you now, I'm more anointed than you now. That is not the right attitude. The attitude of sharing the goodness of God is to draw people into knowing Jesus Christ and to love Jesus more. The attitude of love. We want to see them experience the same thing we experience. Amen. People may not understand fully when we talk about the goodness of God. People may feel that we are talking a foreign language. What are you talking about? But don't worry about it. They may not fully understand the first time. They may not fully understand the second time. Our job is to keep sowing the seed of the word of God and the testimony. We keep sowing the seed, and the seed will drop into their hearts. And one of these day, the seed will grow and they start to work in their life. It may take a few months. It may take a few years for the seed of the goodness of God to grow in their heart, and they will turn around. I remember. I heard about the gospel when I was only about six, seven years old. My neighbors were Christians. I went to their house all the time, and they shared with me. They read the Bible to me, and I forgot all about it until I went to university, almost finished medical school, and then somebody shared with me the good news again. It took me a long time, but the seed already dropped in my heart that God is good because I noticed that that family looked very happy. All oh, the brother and sister look very godly. They all love one another. The goodness of God in that house, my neighbor at that time when I was a young boy, really stuck in my mind. And later on, when I heard about God again, God brought that memory back to me. Eventually, I got saved when I was in the internship in Thailand. You see, we just keep sowing the seed of the goodness of God. Isaiah chapter sixty-three verse seven say. I will mention. Everyone says mention. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel. I want to change that to today. And the great goodness toward New Hope International Church, the house of God. Which he has bestowed on us, according to his mercies, according to the multitude of his loving kindness. We need to mention. We need to acknowledge. We need to tell people the goodness of God that he has bestowed on our life. I want to read from NIV. The Bible says, "I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised." According to all the Lord has done for us, yes, the many good things, many good things. I mentioned last Sunday. I like English language. Good things, not only good thing and stop with s. Many good things He has done for New Hope International Church and the House of Lauha Prasit, according to His compassion and many kindnesses. NLT New Living Translation. Read. I will tell of the Lord's unfailing love. I will praise the Lord for all He has done. I will rejoice in His great goodness to Israel, which He has granted according to His mercy and love. Again and again, the Bible tells us that we need to tell, we need to witness, we need to share. 
and let people see and hear about the goodness of God in our life. Psalm chapter 107 verse 2 say, Let the redeemed, who are the redeemed in this room? Raise your hand up. I'm the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Everyone say, I will say. I will speak. I will tell the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Again, people may not understand when we talk about the goodness of God right away, but we should not be shy about it. We should not feel intimidated to talk about the goodness of God. We should not be reserved about it. We don't even need the prompting of the Holy Spirit to talk about the goodness of God. Everywhere we go, we have a big smile on our face. And we say, God is good to me today. Wow, look at that wonderful things. And look at this, how God helped me in that surgery and helped that patient. Oh, how wonderful that day God saved me and helped me to save that patient. God, that day helped me to find the right thing to buy at the right price. God is so good to me. Keep sharing. We find all the opportunities to talk about the goodness of God all the time. To our friends, to our unbelieving loved ones, to our colleagues at work, our friend in school. We need to say that God is good on a regular basis. Let's Build this lifestyle and habit to mention, to share about the goodness of God all the time. Amen. When people come to our house, when people come to the church, they don't hear about the rules and recreation in this church. They don't hear about somebody's sin, that weakness. Oh, look at that lady. She wear too tight the clothes. And look at her hairstyle. Look terrible. We don't talk about those things. We don't talk about the sins and the weaknesses and the mistake of people. We don't talk about what denomination we are in. We don't talk about the rules of the church. We talk about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We always share about the goodness of the Lord. God helped me to pay bills. God saved me from that accident. God, heal me that day. God is so wonderful to me. God is not a mean God. He loved you. He wants to do good things to you. Do you know that God showed His goodness to even unfaithful people? Now I look back in my life, I can see that I was not a believer. I was a Buddhist man, devout Buddhist. I was growing up in a strong Buddhist family. But God has his hand upon me and he knew that I'm going to be a pastor one day. And even though I reject God, I put my fist up to God. Pastor Da was a Catholic. She went to the Catholic church. Sometimes I sat in my car and let her go into her religious thing. When I went into the church, I plucked my ear. I don't want to hear anything about God. And I always say, oh, this is all bunch of lies because I came from monkey. There is no God. So I believe that I was from monkey. I was from apes. I was totally rejecting God when I was young. But still, God was so good to me. Amen? God was so good that he led me to meet a godly woman named Da. He prepared for this church even when I was a 14-year-old boy. Prepare a pastor wife. Prepare before I became a Christian. He led me to meet a godly woman who fear God so much. Pastor Da is a woman who fear God. She never say no to God, no matter how hard it is. And not only that, he helped me while I was not a believer to 
be number one in my class, get the gold medal from the King of Thailand to prepare me so that I can preach the gospel to Thai people. And when Thai people look at me, wow, this is a smart man. He has gold medal from the King. He is number one in the medical school, and he's a neurosurgeon. So people cannot argue with me that I'm not a dumb man to preach the gospel. I'm an intellectual man. So he prepared all these things because he is good to me even before I became a believer. God was good to you. You look back in your life. God is good to humanity. Even though they reject God, God still gives reins to the unbelievers. Amen. God loves people. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 10 to 11, the Bible says, And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice. Everyone say rejoice. In every good thing. We are talking about the good God gives the good thing. In every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you to your and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. This scripture applied to today's New Testament church. What it means? It means that when we come together, gathering together on Sunday or any meeting, we come with the attitude of thankfulness. We come and praise God together and we come with a check of money of offering, big check, not a couple cents, not stingy attitude because we rejoice in the goodness of God. And not only that, the Bible talks about we don't just come and do it quietly. The Bible says we speak. Lord, you're good to me. I'm going to give this offering to you. We are rejoicing. We get excited about the goodness of God when we come together in the local church. Amen. We don't come to church and look and have a long face. Another Sunday service. When is it going to be done? Mm, God. I need to go to see football game. And when the offering back come by, your hands start to get sticky with some glue. It's hard to drop that two cents out of your hand. But when you go to Las Vegas, you can spend hundreds of dollars for the casino, for the kaching, kaching, kaching. But when you come to the house of God, okay, two cents for my wallet. I, this is what I give to you. That is an unthankful heart. We need to be thankful. Whenever you walk into the house of God, you begin to say, God, you're so good to me. You give me the good Holy Spirit. You give me the good Bible. You give me the good angel. You give me good family, good church, good leaders, good friend in the church. You give me the good healing. You give me the good prosperity, good job. You open the door for me. You put my name in the Lamb's book of life. You're going to give me rewards in heaven. You give me the anointing to serve you. You give me the ministry. Wow, wonderful. All the good things. Hallelujah. I'm excited to be in the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you give offering, you give it with joy, smiling, happy, because you appreciate what God has done to you. Amen. The church service should not play funeral music. Everyone come and cry and look sad. People have... 
God is good. Everyone looks sad in the service. I want to have the right culture in this church. That everyone come and smile. Amen. I mentioned yesterday we have a meeting with the, the, all the service team. And sometimes I watch the DVD or YouTube about African-American church. I like that culture. African-American church, they all, hallelujah, hey, ho, ho, ho. They stand up, hallelujah. Oh, I like that. And I say, why Asian people cannot do that? Why are we so reserved? God is good. That's from religion. No smiling. We should be excited about God. We should rejoice in the Lord our God. Amen. (laughs) I tell you, I'm not Thai anymore. Thai people will come up and very reserved. Now I'm a citizen of heaven. And the citizen of heaven will rejoice in the goodness of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> we should have that culture in this church. Amen. Each nationality has good culture in it. Good culture, we should take it. Bad culture, we leave it, just throw it away. Amen. <laughs> we need to bring more African American people in this house. And they can, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Our guests that come to church should not see that right after the service, we just run to the door. Get out of here. Oh, I'm glad it's done. Oh, service too long. <laughs> we should be excited to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. That you see that God is good in our church. And they want to come back. And they want to become a Christian. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say, God is really good. And we experienced the goodness of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 14. This is the key to experience the goodness of God. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you. I like that. Come upon us. And overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be in the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, your business, and increase of your herds, increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be when you come in, and blessed shall be when you go out. It means the goodness of God reveal anytime, morning, evening, anywhere. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. I like that. I see God sit on the throne and command blessing, blessing, blessing. Blessing in your business, blessing in your practice, blessing in your house, blessing to your grandchildren. He keeps commanding, and you know when God commands, what can happen? It will happen. I like that. God commands. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, in your bank account, in your saving account. 
and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see, shall see, they will see and hear the blessing of God in the house of God. They need to see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your crowd, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The good God opened the good treasure. The treasure in heaven is not bad. It's a good treasure. Amen. Of the heavens to give the rain to the land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods and to serve them. The key of experiencing the goodness of God is to speak positive and to obey the voice of the Lord our God. Amen. Amen. I experienced that myself. Twenty-something years ago, the Lord spoke to me in my bedroom. And by logics, I should not obey. He told me, could you please take care of my sheep in this city? There are many of them that they are not taken care of. And at the beginning, I say no. Because I was on call 29 to 30 days a month as a resident at University of Washington. And I was off only one Sunday a month. And if I start the church, it has to be a miracle because I was on call all the time at Harborview Hospital. Yesterday, we have a party at our office. The founder of the Neurological Associate of Washington went to the University of Washington all the time. And he joked with me. He said, do you know that every person at the university still talk about you? You receive humanitarian reward. The only surgeon that receives humanitarian reward. Others, doctors are either internists or other kind of doctors. Surgeons never get those because surgeons are usually mean. And, <laughs> and he said that you are the resident who spend time at Harborview Hospital the most of any other resident. I was leading the church and spent a lot of time at Harborview Hospital by the grace of God. But I obeyed the voice of the Lord my God. I obeyed what the Bible says. And I received the goodness. He opened the door for me to get a good job. He opened the door for me to find different kind of surgery that is not in the textbook. That I can help so many patients. And they do well. Then the word of mouth go out. He blessed the work of my hand. When I touch my patient, they do well. They feel better because... I obey the voice of the Lord my God. Amen. Even though it's hard, even though it's unreasonable, even though it's not easy to do, but if you do that, you will experience the goodness of the Lord. 
What happens if we do opposite? If we rebelled and we do not obey God. The Bible says in verse 15, But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments and His statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. You can see here that either you can choose. You can choose to reveal to the world that you are obedient child of God and you live in the goodness of God. Or you can choose to reveal to the world that you are disobedient and people see curses in your life. How many people want your loved ones to get saved? I want my loved one, my unsaved brother, unsaved sister-in-law to get saved. Therefore, I want to be a vessel to reveal the blessing of God. I choose to obey so that I can be a sign to them. That's what the Bible say in Deuteronomy 28, 45, and 46. The Bible say, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you, people who don't obey God, and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep His commandments and His statutes, which, I, which He commanded you. And look at verse 46, the Bible say, And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. When we read this scripture, in conclusion, in today's church, we can choose to be a sign and wonder of the goodness of God. A sign and wonder of a curse from hell. I choose to be a sign of the goodness of God. That when the non-believers look at my life, they say, I want your God, Jehovah. I want Jesus in my life because I want to reveal the goodness of God as a sign and wonder. Yes. Amen. Amen. When I moved to the U.S. and worked at the University of Washington, the first six months, I did not get any salary because the boss said that the budget is done. You are not American doctor. You are foreign doctor. So I work hard, I obey my boss, I obey the Bible, I love my colleagues, I did everything according to the Bible. Six months later, God is so good to me. I want to be a sign at University of Washington that God is real. So after six months, God did something, I don't want to go into detail. God did something that the University of Washington want to take over Children's Hospital. So what happened, they had to move a neurosurgeon out of Veteran Hospital to the Children's Hospital. The veteran hospital did not have any neurosurgeon. Who come next? Me. I was moved to veteran, then the budget rise up. So I began to receive salary, even though it's small, but it's better than zero. So I moved there, and the work went so well, because I obeyed the voice of the Lord, my God. What happened? Next year, the contract come out to me, zero salary again, because I'm a foreign doctor, and I'm going to work year by year. And God is so good. The new coming chief resident from Japan quarreled with my boss on the phone and he said he quit. When he said he quit, my boss did not have help at Harborview Hospital. So the goodness of God fall upon me again. My boss turned around, okay, we're going to tear that new contract, the zero salary. You come in to be my second in command at Harborview Hospital. This is the second year in America and I still speak with thick accent. Not as good as today. So God promoted me from no salary, work at veteran. Now I become second in command of my boss in second year. And now I can prove 
my ability to him because I work close to him. Everything did well. All the patients do well. Less mortality. You know mortality means less death. Less morbidity, less complication. That is the medical word. Morbidity means complication. Mortality means death. Less death and less complication because the hand of the Lord is upon me. The goodness of the Lord is upon me. When we go to the mortality and morbidity conference, I have less number of people have complication. The boss say, okay, I give you the permanent job now. You're going to be with us for eight years. Then I get full salary. For the next six, seven years, when you obey the Lord, God bless you. And everyone in Harborview Hospital at that time knew that I'm a pastor. Actually, my boss going to send me to England. And I told him that I cannot go. I have to run the church. And he let me stay. The goodness of the Lord. We need to make a decision to obey the Lord and to be a sign to people that God is good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. We have two choices. We are unthankful and backsliding. And the Lord said, if you do that, you face the curse. But if we are thankful, we rejoice, we are blessed by the goodness of God and we continue to serve with gladness and joy, God is going to bless us. More and more and more. And we can even share more of the goodness of God in our life. We need to make a decision to be thankful when God blesses us. Many of you move from another country in this room. God get you out from the poverty in your country and move you to America. Get a good job. Are you going to be forgetting God? And you're going to say, this is my own strength. I do this out of my own ability. And you begin to forget God and leave the church and do your own stuff. Or you're going to stay in the church, serve God faithfully, and work hard for God. Let God know that you are so thankful. Have the joy of the Lord on your face when you come to church. You know, the church should have the joy on the people's face in the front, in the back, on the side, everywhere. The church should be a joyful church. Amen? We should hear the voice of laughter. People should laugh. People should have a smile on their face. People should come to church with a big smile. Love one another, hug each other. Hallelujah, I'm so glad to meet you. Not walk around, mm, I don't like your clothes here. <laughs> Why you wear short pants here? Why you wear the uh, T-shirt? You come to church, you need to wear ties. That kind of attitude is not of God. The attitude should be joy to meet each other. Joy to meet the Lord. And when our guests come into the church and see the joy on our face, everyone so happy, what happened? They will be convinced that God is a good God. How many people want to be strong? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be weak? Do you know how to be strong? Very easy. You don't need to take any special formula. The Bible say, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. The joy of the Lord is our strength. (laughs) You can have a belly laugh 20 minutes a day. Everywhere you go, you smile, be happy, be joyful. You're going to live longer, look younger, and you will not be sick easily because the joy of the Lord built up your immune system. The joy of the Lord produced growth hormone. You look younger. Amen? How many people want to live 120 years old? Don't be sad. Be joyful. Amen? Hallelujah. Build this habit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the joy of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And we can have joy because we experience the goodness of God. Philemon chapter 1 verses 5 to 6. I read from New King James first. And I will read from NIV and also from TLB. Hearing of your love and faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. NIV say, Because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the things, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. TLB say, Because I keep hearing of your love, and trust in the Lord Jesus and in his people. And I pray that as you share your faith, you notice that these two verses talk about sharing our faith, sharing about how who Jesus is, sharing Christianity, sharing about God, sharing testimony, sharing your faith with others. It will grip their life. Wow, I like that. It will grip their lives too. As they see, as they see the wealth of good things in you that come from Christ Jesus. I like the LB, the boss. When people see, when you say, Jesus is so good to me, they hear it and they see it. Wow, husband and wife love one another. Good kids. God bless you financially. You're healthy. You rarely get sick. You recover fast when you get sick. God bless you, everything you do. You talk about the goodness of God. You share how you can become effective witness for Christ. You need to experience the goodness of God first. And then you talk about the goodness of God. And people see the goodness of God. And then your sharing will be effective. You're going to save a lot of souls. People will come into the kingdom because the goodness of God leads people into repentance. How many people like fishing in this room? I don't like, but I have gone to fishing before. I noticed that people who go fishing, they don't do this way. They throw the hook down and they yell, Fish! Take it! You're bad! You're bad! Take it! People who do fishing do that way? No. They will get something on the hook to get the fish into the hook. The same thing, the goodness of God leads people into the kingdom. Not to the hook. To the kingdom. Do not yell to your unbelieving friend. You're bad. You're sinful. God hates you. You're going to go to hell. If you do that, the fish run away. What you need to do? Share. Acknowledge. Sometimes you sit at home. And after you eat dinner, you sit down and think about all the good things that God has done for you. Good wife, good husband, that job. Wow, that day God led me to meet that person. Every time I think about this church, I thank God for all the servants in this room. I don't deserve you. God sent in good worship leaders, musicians, and people who know about the sound, people who know about computer. Anytime I have computer problem, I can call somebody. I'm not good at computer. God lead in so many good people in the church who help me and Pasada. Wow, I think about it, and I cannot stop laughing and being happy and share about the good things. 
We need to count the blessing and see all the good things and share with people. Everyone say acknowledging, acknowledging. Showing. showing, telling, telling. The, goodness the goodness of the Lord. And then my sharing of faith will be effective. Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, that you shall bless everyone in this room. They shall have the obedient and willing heart. And they will experience Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 14. Lord, there will be the redeemed that will say so that the Lord is good. They will mention and tell other people of the good things that they receive from you, Lord. Oh, Father, make this house to be the house that you talk about in Jeremiah. That people will stream in to the goodness of God. Lord, bless your people in this house. And we believe, Lord, from now on, our testimony, our sharing of faith shall be more effective than before, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Father. May the joy of the Lord be upon every heart in this room. The church will be full of joy and happiness. Yes, Lord, and people come in will see the strength and the goodness of God in this church. Your people will be strong because they are filled with the joy of the Lord, Father. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you encouraged today? Are you going to put this into practice? I wonder anyone in this room who don't know Jesus Christ. Anyone in this room who is not sure that you are a child of God and you say, today I want to make sure that I am a son or a daughter of God. You can simply tell God, confess with your mouth, tell God from your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is your savior. Receive Jesus into your life. God will give you a new position, a position of a child of God. How many people want to be a son and a daughter of God? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you pray with me if you're not sure that you are saved, you have salvation. Amen? Pray with me. Close your eyes, bow your head, and pray with me. Father in heaven, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord. He was raised from the dead on the third day. He died for me. He paid the price for me. I repent of my sin, Lord. From today on, I will walk in obedience. And I shall be blessed. I believe, Jesus, you give me life. Give it more abundantly. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Use me. Anoint me. Shower your goodness upon me. Bestow on me all the good things. In Jesus' name, I will witness for you. I will acknowledge your goodness. I will rejoice in the good things that you have given me. I will show to people that they can see you are the good God. I will tell of your goodness 
people will hear from my mouth that you are my good God. Thank you, Lord. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that I shall experience, I shall see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, Amen.